Thanks for downloading episode 84 of the Shrimps Felix podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. to bulldoze his way forward then trying to play that out towards the right side that might turn into a great knock you know Dylan Connolly's in the box he pulls the trigger as well couldn't quite get the power in it that perhaps he wanted but an early test for Sheffield Wednesday stopper David Stockdale Josh Windass and Wilkes and the others and here comes Windass crossing the ball in it was a free header Michael Smith just as I said that seven yards out very presentable opportunity and he's nodded it wide at the far post that's a lovely ball from Cooney to find Dylan Connolly down this right hand side it's on the tip of the more of the uh, Sheffield Wednesday box Arthur Nahua gets oh. a good drive in that was a low effort plenty of power behind that as well from Arthur but unfortunately it was straight at David Stockdale Cooney's lost it out to Myson down this left hand side gets the crossing as well which is headed away from the edge of the six yard box by Jacob Badeau it's going to fall for Sheffield Wednesday though on the edge of the box Michael Smith lays it up then shot comes in it's deflected and it rattles Connor Ripley's right hand post danger not pass Myson twisting and turning away James gets the crossing from the left hand side and the heads go up there's all sorts of pandemonium inside the penalty area there eventually it dribbles through to Connor Ripley danger pass but for a second there I thought for all the world that that was going to rest nestle into the bottom corner and it comes back off the upright it might have cutting in field looking for options Reese James is behind him plays it down the line now for Windass who's going to cut in might think about a shot he's curled it beautifully into the top corner as well for the opening goal of the evening here at Hillsborough and in fairness Sheffield Wednesday have been knocking on the door for quite a while in this first half they've had a couple of good chances they've hit Connor Ripley's post and that was a beautiful curling effort past the outstretched left arm of Connor Ripley into the corner to make it Sheffield Wednesday one Morecambe nil just cuts in onto his right foot doesn't he just sets himself you've got to take your hat off it's a wonderful strike isn't it just seeing it again full stretch of Connor Ripley you've got to just sometimes take your hat off and say fair play it's a a lovely struck uh, effort from Josh Windass and that's the quality he has though Matt isn't it it is it absolutely is comes from a a very special footballing family I think it's fair to say of course from the Dean Windass he's he's actually closing in on his 300th career appearances on the 297 and that's his 73rd goal of his career so certainly knows how to find the back of the net and he did there in style you could just see what he was trying to do as he cut in and fired it into not quite in, absolutely into the what you'd call the postage stamp top bins was it it was it was it was in the corner but the shot comes in on oh, that one's beaten away by Stockdale from Weir fierce drive from the edge of the area the shrimp's almost back on level turn straight away he tries to get the ball out towards Gibson but that pass isn't going to find Jensen Weir and he's picked up inside the centre circle and quick, quick as a flash Alex Mighton has it on the edge of the area gets a right footed driving as well which is saved by the legs of Connor Rick Nottingham Forest loner you winger Alex Mighton do I try to twist one way and then the other Mighton's on the edge of the box might think about a shot here Mighton it's a great run from the Nottingham Forest man and he couldn't provide the finish as it's well over the angle of post and bar. Smith leaves it, might get the return pass. Angle's tight, Smith still gets the shot away and that's tipped around the post really well for a corner by Connor Ripley. Throwing to Morgan midway inside the Sheffield Wednesday half, played into the 
edge of the penalty area. Kieran Phillips goes to ground. It's all happening now with Sir Arthur Nahua perhaps caught out. Kieran Phillips is catching Ooh, the keeper out of position there and almost out of nothing more can back on level terms. It was all sorts of pandemonium that inside the Sheffield Wednesday penalty area. Kieran Phillips was appealing for a pen. Nothing doing. Arthur Nahua then hit the deck again. Nothing doing. But Stockdale was well out of position there. That was a lovely chip over him by Kieran Phillips and it's cleared over his own bar by the head of Dominic Iorfa from on his goal line. And we are going to be going out of the cup this evening, but it's not been all doom and gloom, has it? Sheffield Wednesday are a really good footballing team, despite the fact they have made changes themselves. And there have been a number of positives. Despite that second goal, that was, you know, it was criminal defending. We can't, we can't dress it up any other way. It was a shocker, an absolute shocker. But we've looked pretty bright in other areas. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the two big chances in the first half and walking the way we came out in the, uh, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half up until, you know, Sheffield Wednesday's second, really positive spell to play for, for the Shrimps. Like I say, just the biggest sign of frustration that it's all undone by a, a, a lapse of, of concentration, I suppose. Positive signs are there. It's just about, again, that word consistency, isn't it? Just yeah. putting those consistent performances together as the referee brings an end to this one and an end to Morecambe's FA Cup campaign. So a goal in either half, a beauty from Josh Windass on 29 minutes, curling it into the top corner with his right foot. But the, the second killer goal, Matt, the 65th minute second by the Nottingham Forest lone winger Alex Mighton. He knocked on the door a couple of times, hadn't he, earlier on in the second half, but he wasn't going to miss that, that gift raff effort. A back pass way too short, and he just seizes upon it. Uh, draws Connor Ripley and slips it under him for what proved to be... Uh, well, it, it, it killed the tie, didn't it? Stone dead with 25 minutes to go. So up until that point, we were well in the game. Uh, keep carving out chances like that and, you know, eventually one's going to go in. So the fact that after all that hard work and, and positive attacking spells, like we say, all of a sudden, lots of concentration and, and it's 2-0 it's to Sheffield Wednesday and a much more difficult... Uh, hill to overcome uh, and, and again you look at Morton's recent record in uh, in the FA Cup very disappointing that we won't be able to uh, to experience anything like that this this year given MK Dons' league position and after they beat us 4-0 they plummeted like a stone haven't they they're also in the league one relegation zone yeah. third round of the Carabao Cup it is a good opportunity for us to progress isn't it of course it is look there'll be a number of changes for both sides I'm sure um, like you say, MK Don's such a contrast in, in seasons at this stage compared to, to the last campaign, so they'll be resting a few players, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of that. And if we can just play the way we did in spells tonight, alongside performances that we've put in against the likes of Wickham Wanderers, Barnsley um, and Derby County recently, then there's no reason why we can't progress in the Carabao Cup. Look forward to your company on Tuesday, Matt, both in the car on the way there, on the way back. Motorway services at quarter to two in the morning, getting the G's being up further. And, uh, it's, 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 all, it's all glamour, isn't it, in the, uh, in the world of sports media? Nowhere I'd rather be, Dave. <laughs> uh, Matt Smith from the Shrinks Media Team, thank you very much indeed, my friend. We'll speak to you again uh, on Tuesday. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Derek out of the FA Cup, beaten by two goals to nil here. Were you happy with the performance? Obviously, if not the result. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously happy with the performance because um, 
We've come to a team that uh, are excellent. You know, uh, Meaton uh, is an unbelievable player. Come down from the the Premier League, started the season playing in the Premier League. So um, they're a quality outfit. But I thought we acquitted ourselves very well tonight. We created two of the best opens in the first period of time with, with Dylan Connolly getting through uh, and then in the second half we had uh, a number of good opportunities and uh, we lost a goal uh, before half time with a you know, strike into the far corner meeting gets inside and uh, we could have done better, uh, should, have, should have been shown him outside uh, and you know he hits it uh, in low into to the corner, the second one we make a mistake, it's an individual error um, we give the ball away uh, in our own half, we try and pass the ball back to the goalkeeper it gets cut out and uh, they you know, finish but uh, over the night you know, I was delighted with the way that uh, we stuck to task because you've got to remember this is Sheffield Wednesday we're coming to uh, it's, it's a Premier League outfit and uh, you know, we are uh, the minnows uh, in this league you were very clear about you couldn't really have had a more difficult draw. Was that very much in your mind with the way you set up in the first half to try and absorb it and, and counter-attack them? Exactly, and it worked out that way. You know, you look at Ganoa and Connolly, the way that they ran and, and got down the sides and, and created, you know, two of the best uh, openings in that first period, and uh, that's the reason that they were in the side tonight. But you know, over the the period, it's an, a difficult game for us. We obviously had to play on Tuesday night. Sheffield Wednesday haven't. They've been able to uh, move a few very good players out of the squad and taken a number of very good players into the squad. And uh, that's just a luxury that uh, this football club has. And it's not an even playing field, we know that, but uh, we tried our best. Your season won't be decided, of course, against Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup or indeed in, in League One. You've got your own battles to fight in, in that league. What have you learned from tonight? Um, I learned that we've got a lot of good players uh, that uh, you know take the ball and move it and uh, they can run they can get in behind teams they can create chances against a very good team here and uh, I think that uh, they wanted to you know score goals and, and we tried to do that but unfortunately uh, on the night we didn't get the better of them I thought the referee didn't help us at times with free kicks etc and I've said that in the past I think when you come to big stadiums and uh, it's the home support they seem to get the, the bigger decisions and uh, it's just a trend that's you know happening against us at this moment in time but that didn't uh, affect the outcome of the game Nine subs in this competition there were only six on your subs bench today what, what does that say about the squad and the situation that you're currently in? Yeah I mean we got uh, tonight we had uh, injury um, we had uh, one that uh, was attending a family funeral uh, so uh, it's, it's difficult Adam Muir was cup tied because he had played with Colne uh, early on in the, uh, the competition but uh, that's the, all the players that I had left you know tonight and I suppose that says a lot doesn't it when you compare Sheffield Wednesday's bench with what you had available with respect to the players who were there on that sub bench yeah I mean we can't compare you know this is a you know fantastic football club and uh, you know Darren uh, Moore's very lucky to be you know the manager of this football club and uh, we, we'd all you know love that opportunity to work with you know big teams and bigger budgets and uh, but uh, you know I think that you know, tonight we worked ever so hard. I thought the players, you know, put in a very good shift to try and stay uh, in the FA Cup. Just a couple you were missing tonight. Are they going to be back in the equation for, for Tuesday and MK Dons? Yes, they will. Um, the ones that uh, missed out uh, tonight will be back in contention, yes. 
and you go from one cup, cup competition to another, would you rather have a league game in the week or is the League Cup now even more important because you don't get the FA Cup prize money? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter to us. It's just, you know, we have to get on with what we get on with. Um, we've had to play four midweek games uh, on the trot and we're away to MK Dons on Tuesday night. It's an opportunity for us to get through to the next round uh, of the Cup. Are you surprised that there are so many midweek games, given that when the World Cup's on, I don't think there are any scheduled league midweek games? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There'll be a reason for it. Uh, I'm not sure what the reason is. It doesn't help uh, a football club as small as us because we don't have the resources that the bigger clubs have. And uh, they are you know, finding you know, ways to, to get players into their squads and, and use them uh, effectively. And I know you talked about the financial impact of an FA Cup run and the difference it can make. That isn't something you can budget for, is it? So there's no concerns with, with the ownership and the being for sale and all that stuff, not getting the prize money in? No, the, the club would never budget for uh, getting through to, to the next round of the Cup. Uh, that would just be fortune income and uh, that would be a huge bonus. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thank you for your downloads and ears. We always appreciate it. A reminder that this pod is available after every single Morecambe game home and away league and cup highlights reaction and much more besides including special guests which we'll come on to in uh, just a tick so uh, if you are on Apple Google Spotify reminder you can hit the bell to remind you when new episodes drop in you can subscribe as well and uh, all previous episodes always available on our website too at beyondradio.co.uk So uh, Cup Week continues then. We've got the uh, small matter of a trip uh, to uh, Milton Keynes this coming Tuesday. Looking forward to the motorway uh, on the afternoon of that one uh, as we uh, travel to Stadium MK to play MK Dons. It'll be worth it when we get there because we always have a brilliant welcome at uh, MK Dons and uh, they are very, very friendly indeed. But the small matter of the third round of the Carabao Cup. Now, perhaps the draw hasn't been overly kind to the Shrimps this season, but bear in mind we have beaten two champions championship clubs in the form of Stoke City and Rotherham uh, to get to this stage. Yeah, we could have had a Premier League side, but if we beat MK, we could get one in the fourth round and that would be some achievement for Morecambe to get to the fourth round of the League Cup, wouldn't it? Ahead of the game, I've been talking to Liam Connolly. Liam is one of the hosts of the fantastic MK1 podcast. Go and check that out. It's a proper fans podcast. Loads of great information uh, about uh, MK Dons and it's going to be the second time already in just a couple of months that we've played him a reminder of that 4-0 defeat uh, in the league at the Mazuma back in the middle of August but I think both sides are different animals to when we played uh, back in August so really looking forward to this I've been chatting to Liam uh, to get the full lowdown on Liam Manning's men ahead of the game this coming Tuesday and a reminder uh, that it will be available as ever on Shrimps Live FM DAB Plus Digital Radio and I follow our coverage will start on Tuesday at 7.30. Liam, always great to chat. Thanks for jumping on our podcast as usual. Before we get started, give us the sales pitch for the MK1 podcast. Yeah, good pleasure to be as here as always, Dave. Uh, MK1 podcast, yeah. I mean, we like to think it's um, the number one MK1 podcast for, for the football perspective side of things. So obviously, you know, analysis and our thoughts, myself, Ross and Joe's thoughts on the games every single week. Um, and yeah, hopefully it stays a bit more positive like it has been the past couple of weeks as opposed to the rest of the season. So uh, yeah, MQ1 podcasts and all podcasting platforms. Now, when we last spoke before our, our league game, it seems ages ago, really, way back in middle of August, doesn't it? But uh, your fortunes haven't 
I suppose, gone anywhere near what you hoped or expected they would. 4-0 win on the lead game on that occasion. And I thought you looked just as good as you looked last season, to be honest. But, well, what's happened since? Yeah, it's um, it's been an interesting one because I feel like the Morecambe game was, I think it papered over quite a few cracks. I mean, as you can probably tell from the results we've had recently um, before the past couple of weeks and the fact that we just, I think we lacked a real identity. And I think because of the youngest we do have, um, some of them were just not really being brave enough had had the confidence to play football properly in the way that we wanted them to. So I feel, you know, especially the uh, the early October, such late September period, we were kind of questioning whether, you know, some of the personnel at the club were the right people because we, keep, we weren't seeing much change. You know, unfortunately, people were getting booed off the pitch most games, which I don't agree with booing, but I can get why people were upset and obviously not seeing the team play well compared to last season. And uh, yeah, it was a difficult watch. And I think um, the past couple of weeks, it's, it's changed a bit. Um, we've seen some positive results. Of course, the Charlton win away, which is a massive, massive result. And, you know, point away at Cheltenham was a pretty a pretty good result also. But even not getting the results, we're actually playing pretty positive football now. I think, you know, it's, been, it's a clear sense of identity and how you want to actually play. Uh, and I think, you know, it's, I suppose cup runs like the ones we're on now are, are helping us in that sense also. We're getting further in competitions, which we usually don't do, um, which is nice. And yeah, I think it's, could be always news to take a bit of time to, to get to get the squad going. And I think everyone knew that secretly behind the scenes, but I think everyone would like to see us a bit higher up in the league than we are. But I think the fact that we're putting in the same results now, it's nice to see. And hopefully that continues into the cup. You've obviously had that bit of a turnaround of players, not got a couple of the low knees that you had last season. Harry Darling, Scott Twine, everybody knows it's a slightly different team. How much of a of an effect has that had on your season so far? Yeah, I think it's massive. Um, you know, everyone knew, you know, losing uh, Twiney and and Harry Skulls was going to be a massive uh, hole to hole to fill for this season, and the clubs the clubs tried to fill it. Um, I think it's the approach is taken of trying to get the goals everywhere around the pitch rather than just in two or three players, which I completely agree with. I think that's the, the process that you want to introduce. And, um, you know, that, as I said, as like the results that hasn't really happened just yet, I feel that we're still, so yet to see a, a, a team like this playing the way we want them to. And, um, but yeah, hopefully we're, we're hitting form at the right time. And I think you know, the Christmas period is always a, key part of any team season you know get a few results on Boxing Day New Year's and things like that and your season can change around completely so I think we're hitting strike at the right time but yeah there's just a lot of young lads that need to find their way still and yeah, we were we were because um, we sponsored one of the players we were at the player sponsor evening yesterday evening and you know you can tell the buzz around the club's a bit more come back and the players feel a bit more confident in themselves and yeah it's um a bit difficult start, but yeah, I think replacing players like Troy Parrott, as you mentioned, um, as mentioned, Twine, Darling, it's always going to be hard. And you know, those are one of those windows are those seasons like one offs, really. And we had it with the 14 15 season, also, we got promoted to the championship. So, yeah, it's just about being a bit realistic, being um, had a bit of faith in, in the people that are in the building, and hopefully, they can turn it around. From where you were last season, when you found yourself a couple of weeks ago, bottom of the table at despite the turnaround and it takes time to gel, that, that still must have been a bit of a shock. Yeah, it's massive. I mean, as, as mentioned, we were we were kind of questioning whether, um, you know, the coach staff, the right people were in charge of the club. Um, and, you know, 
I think they're still need to convince him some people. Um, you know, I mean, there was always the comment of the team that Manning inherited last season wasn't actually his team. It was Russell Martin's team. It was Liam Sweeting's team. And you know, that's a fair comment. But, <clears throat> you know, Liam Manning had to coach these players at the end of the day and take them to the heights they did. And I, I, say, I, I think we're starting to see glimpses of, his, of that coming through again, which is nice. Um, but yeah, of course, no one wants to be bottom of the league. We're still in the relegation zone, bear in mind. So we're still down there. But listen, all we want to see is them playing fo- decent football. And I think we're finally starting to see that again, which is nice. And, you know, not only this game, but the taunting game also gives us an opportunity to, again, see a positive football, build relationships, build partnerships on the pitch to which being carried forward. And obviously heading into January, um, I don't think we can, you know, fix massive problems. But we can definitely do stuff to help amend them. And um, yeah, hopefully push at the table. So Cup Week coming up then, Liam. We are talking now before our respective FA Cup first round games ahead of our Carabao Cup tie on the Tuesday. I'll I'll be honest, we could probably do without coming down to Milton Keynes on a Tuesday, (laughs) if if we are brutally honest about it. But the draw is the draw. In terms of the Cup competitions, how seriously do you think the club are going to take them? Or, or, Or given your league position, do you need to focus a bit more on that? I I think um, this game is a massive game for both clubs, really, isn't it? I mean, think about it. There's a good chance we get a Premier League team next round if we do get through. Uh, we like to think so anyway, based off um, some of the ties that have happened during this Carabao Cup round. So I think we'll take it pretty seriously. Um, I'll be very surprised if you don't see a similar eleven that played against Cheltenham and Charlton um, in the past two league games before recording this. So, yeah, I think if we're going to rest some players, probably the Taunton game is a chance to do that. Um, you know, with I've all due respect to Taunton, they're a sixth division team who are just above the relegation zone. So you'd like to think we can put a few goals past seven and get through into the next round of the FA Cup. So I think we see some of the fringe players potentially come in then. But yeah, I'll, I'll be surprised if both teams, to be honest, don't take it, um, sorry, do take it seriously in the fact that we see a pretty much a league game, um, which again, I think I don't have many people come down from Morecambe, but it'll be, I think, quite an intense game from two teams who press a lot in the league. And, uh, Hope to see some goals. We are definitely going to take it seriously. Uh, we will be at full strength. And, and the reason for that will be because we've not got that much in the squad to change things around, really. So, and, and if we get through the carrot of that Premier League side in the next round, the course and the financial benefit that it brings, and hopefully we can strengthen in January, we are in exactly the same position. So for people who didn't see us playing the league game in, in August, Liam, uh, talk us through a current season, Liam Manning, MK Dons, formations, players want to watch. What do we need to know? Yeah, so it's, I think it's it's between a couple of formations this season, but Liam Manning seems to settle for the 3 4 2 1 this season. So it's, um you know, a fairly a fairly structured 11 and the fact that he, he likes a lot of balance in his teams, Liam. So, say, for example, you have an attacking wing back in Henry Lawrence at right, on the right hand side. You're probably going to have a more balanced, um, more defensively minded Daniel Harvey on the left-hand side and those roles need to change depending on who's on the pitch. For example, if Daniel Oyagoke is playing on the right-hand side, Daniel Harvey then becomes the attacking player. So it's um it's a very fluid system that I think is, I think over the past couple of weeks we've seen a bit more structure to it. So we've had the experienced heads of Bradley Johnson and Josh McKechnie in the centre of the park, which I think has given the back three a lot more solidarity um, and players coming in like Zach Jules who... I think was a bit of a castaway previous seasons and now come back and actually put some decent performances. So 
him being on the left-hand side has kind of changed Dean Lewington's position and in turn Warren O'Hara's position at back three to the fact that we see um, was on the right-hand side, Lewington in the centre and um, Zach Jules on the left centre-back position. Um, the front three, again, it's swapped and changed a bit. In the past couple of league games, we've seen Will Grigg up front with Nathan Holland on the left-hand side and Louis Barrett on the right-hand side. And that's also interchanged. So sometimes Barry and Holland will switch. But yeah, those those three have developed a pretty decent partnership. You know, Louis Barry, former Aston Villa of course, former Barcelona um, youth product and, of course, at Swindon last season. Again, I've always liked him as a player. Looks really pacey, really lively and can create a few chances against Cheltenham and was unlucky not to at least get an assist in that game. And yeah, Nathan Holland um, didn't have the best start in his Don's career, but as I think had a bit of kick at the arse and has really got going. So I think him on that in that wing position is quite a good one. And yeah, obviously Will Grigg, Will Grigg is Will Grigg, scores goals, top goal scorer this season on five goals, admittedly. Not the highest benchmark, but he's still there. And um, yeah, I imagine he'll be starting. But yeah, overall, it's a team that obviously likes possession of the ball, likes control of the game. Um, and I think you know, they will be looking at that league game earlier in the season and kind of thinking, you know, A, how can we execute that sort of result again? But B, how can Morecambe hurt us compared to what we didn't do that, that earlier in the season to which we need to watch out for? Yeah, I think we're we're certainly a different proposition to when we played you in August. As I recall in the league game, there was nothing in it for the first, what, 20, 25 minutes. And then yeah, yeah. suddenly it went bang, bang, and you were two in the loop. And that's the quality that a striker of, of Will Griggs' experience has. And, and and then the game's gone, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, that's what Rick Griggs does. In the box, he's probably one of the best strikers in the league in terms of finishing. So if you're going to give him the opportunity, he's going to take it every, every day of the week. So... I had a good chat with him yesterday about it all. And um, yeah, he's he's looking forward to getting to the cup game. So unfortunately for you boys, I think he's going to be starting both. I'll look forward to that. Uh, let's have a word <laughs> on Dean Le- uh, Lewington as well, Liam. 900 career appearances and he's, he's showing no signs of slowing down or stopping anytime soon. It's quite the uh, it's quite the career, isn't it, to say the least? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd be very surprised to be seeing a play like this for a long, long time. And um, obviously he gets, um, he gets a lot of, I think, a lot of slack for... Where he made his first appearance at 900 in terms of um, Wimbledon, but hey, listen, I think he's a he's a true true professional, and everyone that comes across him kind of mentions how he's, you know, certain character he brings and the professionalism on and off the pitch, and yeah, so he's a well, he's, he's a club legend, isn't he? As simple as that, really. I think he he'll always be we go down in not only Don's folklore, but hopefully EFL folklore for years and years to come, and. Uh, yeah, it's um. What else? What you can say? He aged like fine wine. Can he play another two seasons and get to the get to four figures, perhaps? Oh, two seasons is a push. I mean, we're <laughs> yeah. seeing him go to the centre of the back three now, so that kind of says to me that Liam Mann is kind of favouring the legs of Zach Jules on that left hand side now. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely, I think he's got one more season in him. Um, I mean, I know he's doing he's doing bits off the pitch to sort of see where his career goes after football. Um, behind the scenes but yeah I mean he's been doing that for quite a long time now and I think he's just I think he, I think he loves playing basically he loves doing his job and loves capturing MK Doms and being that sort of man in the middle of the park but yeah I think uh, boy, it's just tough call to make because obviously I, unfortunately I, I don't speak to him too much but yeah I, I think if he really wants to he could um, so it'll be up to him I suppose 
Liam, thanks very much for your time. We always appreciate you jumping on our humble podcast. Looking forward to the game. Not looking forward to the drive there and back on Tuesday, I have to say, because it, it, it's something that we could have done with a home draw because we've, we're have we going to have travelled about 1,700 miles by the end of Tuesday. When I get into bed on Tuesday, in two weeks, I'll have done about 1,700 miles in four away games. So <laughs> we could do with a bit of a breather. But I am looking forward to the game. Always get a warm welcome at Stadium MK. The press food is amazing, probably the best in the division as well. So uh, that's worth the drive in itself. Let's have a couple of predictions before you go, Lim. Firstly, the cup uh, tie between our two sides. And, and secondly, can you get out of out of the bottom four in League One? I suppose what you've just said suggests that perhaps you can. Yeah, firstly on our game, um, again, I think very intense, very competitive game for you know, two teams who are you know, are struggling in League One, it's safe to say in that front. So, but yeah, I think um, I think it'll be one of the surprising ties around actually. And there's, there's a lot of Premier League teams playing low league opposition, but yeah, I think we'll see some goals. Um, I think you know both teams are starting to turn corners, which is nice. And I think uh, obviously I think Dons will go through just because of what happened earlier in the season. But also I do think we have better quality on the pitch. And of course, that's what I hope to see as Don supporter. But um, yeah, I think it'll be a competitive game and a score. Ooh, I'll, I'll go 3-1, Don's. We have beaten two championship sides in the first two rounds, though. Ah, well, there you go. You're there. giant killers, then. We are a win. Well, <laughs> potentially, yes. Uh, Liam, thanks so much, my friend. Give us the plug one more time before you go for the MK1 podcast. Yeah, MK1 podcast, anything MK Don's, uh, we are your guys. So... If you search anywhere, Spotify, Apple, um, even Twitter, um, anything NK Dons, we are the, we're the guys, basically. Always appreciate your time, Liam. We will speak again later in the season, no doubt, my friend. And uh, good luck well, after the Cup game, of course. Same to you. Thank you very much. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.